This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We made it. We made it. I have, I have notes in my packet. College football games this weekend. We made it to football. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are off and running. Another smoking hot edition of the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll catch the Encore replay Saturday morning. And every Saturday morning, and it's so valuable during the football season from 8 until 9. My partner was at it again last week giving out winners. Unfortunately, I gave out a baseball loser. But we have football to talk about, Mike. We've made it. Yeah, but you know what? The bottom line is, Carm, you know what? We got baseball. We got football. Pretty soon we're going to have basketball. We got college pro football on top of that. Uh, next week I'm going to have my uh, four over-unders because I'm doing very good in baseball right now. So I'm going to have my NFL uh, totals uh, next uh, week. But if you've been following what I've been doing, uh, Tampa Bay's on a rampage. Oh right now. my God, the Rays right now. How about it? Yeah, twenty-one and seventeen. They have to go the rest of the way for me to cash on my eighty-nine point five. Uh, the Boston Red Sox folks, they have to go like twenty-six and eleven. Yeah. To get over the eighty-five, I'm going to win that one. I think so. There's no doubt. And tonight, Tampa Bay plays Boston, mm-hmm. and so, they've owned Boston lately. While Boston's been on Toronto, is eight and one, nine and one at Fenway. Wow. Whoever thought of that? And then the Cubs. Yesterday they get beat, but if they go twenty-one and sixteen, I get over the seventy-four, and then, and for all the, and we'll talk about the White Sox, I'm sure, even though we got a lot of college football, (laughs) it could have been worse. We could have had AJ Hinch. No, it would have been better. Trust me. Uh, I don't think so because he, they're thirty. In other words, they have to go thirty-one and six to get the over. Forget about it. (laughs) So it wouldn't have been better. In fact, I'll go this way: if Larusa had uh, them. At least they'd show up to play every night, and they'd show up. But to the play. White Sox don't show up to play every night. That's my point. Adam Ingle, oh. I'm not blaming Larusa for him dropping a pop up, and not I either. will not blame Liam Hendricks. No, ever I'm not for either. throwing the worst pitch in history. I'll blame both the catcher <laughs> and him. An 0-2 count, okay, and he throws a lollipop, a little cookie, a little cookie, yeah. and let me just say this. Yep. Did, why did Hendricks pitch the night before? That's on La Russa. It was 5-1. Um, you know, it was 5-1, to one, I know. And he uh, brings him in, gets hit for two, and then he brings him back last night when you need him. And then the worst boy, pitch man. maybe in the history of worst pitches that I can remember is that pitch he threw last he, night. He tried to wear it, but, I mean, come on, Adam Engel's got to make that play. It oh, just, my God, It just yeah. has to be made by a big leaguer. I mean, you know, it's... It's always something with this team. I mean, and it's Eloy, kind of the story of the year. Oh, my, I mean, my all I of said them. Today, I mean, I'd rather, if Minosa was around, they said somebody put on Twitter, <laughs> he, he batted when he was 52. I'd rather have him out in left field when he was 52. <laughs> I mean, these guys got the body injury-free for me. Robert, I'm, I, I can't, I'm worried about Robert. I mean, his he's swinging with one arm last night. That last at bat was, was a joke. I mean, he... Well, He's got his wrist must really be messed yeah, up. Yeah, either that or he's doing the Walt Riniak method because I saw a whole <laughs> team of White Sox swing with one arm for about five years. Top hand release, baby. Oh, Ron Karkavice, all of them. They swung their way to 235 averages. <laughs> they hit it's a lot ridiculous. of home runs, though. And Tony LaRusso also. I mean, Tony LaRusso is the same way. I just talked about bringing in Hendrick the night before. Uh, Tony LaRusso's had a piss poor year as far as being a manager. <laughs> I love that so, term, by the way. Oh, the one and two counts intentionally walking people. Terrible. He can't depend on his team. 
Uh, you know, there's got to be an evaluation of the training. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, they just changed it, but they might have to again. They Monca- changed it because the other guy got carjacked and got his butt kicked, and they, they, they just elevated the next guy. M- Mankata, hurt again, comes out of the game and last night. he's playing night. so good defensively, mm. even though he can't hit worth a lick. I know. I give him credit for that, but he comes out because he's too tight. Yeah, uh, I Don't can't argue with anything you said. I don't know what it is. They're wound too tight. You're right. I, I don't know. It's just uh, it's been a disappointing year, to say the least. Stay They're- out of the weight room. Have some milkshakes. Eat uh, eat a lot. <laughs> run around a little bit and get ready to play. Get some flexibility to you. That poor guy, I knew he was hurt when he caught that over-the-shoulder Terrible. pop-up last night. Terrible. I said, he's going to be hurt, B. They- sure enough, they take him out. Yeah, an inning later, he was out of the game. The White Sox are now a 3-1 to underdog to win the Central. 3-1 uh-huh. to one dog with about five, six weeks to go here, five weeks i guess cleveland is now minus 185 to win the division i think the twins are probably toast especially with the bucks the news unfortunately the white Sox might be too the good news yep. is i guess they come home to start a nine game homestand they get arizona and kansas city over the next six that, that should be easy but kansas city has a winning record against the white Sox this year they're nine and seven i come from fox i come from burley melton mm. aparicio minoso i've seen them all this is the softest white Sox team I've ever seen in my life as far as everyday availability, period. And nobody can argue with it. And I guess, you know, Abreu, God bless Abreu, okay? But you know what? I think the other guys on this team aren't mirroring what he's trying to do, at least show up every day. Yeah, at least old man Abreu at least has played. (laughs) Right, right. So I just don't understand the sore legs thing this year. Then uh, the manager of your team telling you not to hustle, you know, just lope down the and, and that that permeates. And I agree with Steve Stone when he said it's about culture right now. Mm. And Tony Larusa has fallen on his face when it comes to discipline and culture on this on this baseball team. And I was a Larusa backer, but if they don't ask him back, I can't defend the guy. Oh. I can't. Yeah, but I guess Bob Nightingale had tweeted that uh, if they do miss the playoffs, that Tony will probably go upstairs and take a front office role. And they might and do uh, what? I don't know. That's a good question. Just I, walk I, around and just say I, I, I dropped. I my last year managing, when when I, I thought he'd come back even stronger, he's been asleep at the wheel on know. half his decisions. It's a good question. I don't know. Um, we'll get back to some baseball a little bit later Absolutely, in the show. Baby. We'll give you our best plays again. Mike was giving out baseball winners again last week, so we'll uh, we'll have some fun with uh, the rest of the baseball slate a little bit later. There is some football to talk about real quick. If you're interested in preseason football, of course, the Bears do wrap up the exhibition season tomorrow night with a game at Cleveland. The Browns are a five and a half point favorite. Sounds like some of their starters are going to play too. Brissett is going to play, as I understand it. Now that they know Deshaun Watson uh, is going to miss eleven games, looks like. Brissett's going to be their starter. I guess he's going to play a little. We do know the Bears starters are going to play. I got to say, I don't mind it, Mike. I, you know, because of the short week last week in their second exhibition season, the starters and fields played one series. They did get three points out of it. I don't mind them playing a little bit tomorrow night in terms of the handicap. Not sure how that affects it. I think the Bears starters are going to play a little bit longer, so maybe you like them as a five-and-a-half-point dog. Not a game I'll be playing, but I am glad that the starters are going to play a little bit in, in most of the first half. I'll tell you like. what, uh, preseason is treated like uh, uh, three redheaded stepchildren, not one. <laughs> and uh, the coaches don't uh, want to play their starters for the most part. Most of them hold their breath. Uh, you've seen McVay not even play his guys. They went to the Super Bowl and won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't help things as far as the preseason's concerned. I've had no interest in the preseason except watching the Bears, watching the Steelers, watching a couple other teams. You know, Indianapolis, well, they, they seem to be a sleeper team right now. Yeah. But, but yep. to me, uh, preseason, 
back in the day, they used to play six preseason games, and their starters would get in shape by playing in at least two or three of them full-time, it seemed like. And you just don't see that anymore. It's 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 basically they've added they've, – they've said, we're going to take it easy in preseason so we could add games in the regular season. Right. That's kind of what uh, – right. that's the trend. And listen, if you've it got – It don't interest me, Carm. I, me neither. It really doesn't. Like last night, you know, you had no Mahomes. You had no Rodgers. Those, those games – Trey Lance did play, played a little bit in the second game. Um, there's just they better not as watch much themselves interest. with Trey Lance. I'm telling you right now. I watched, you know, I, I I saw what he did. They were they're not enamored, and I don't understand why Jimmy G. Like I said, I understand he doesn't throw the long passes like Trey Lance. If I'm San Francisco, and I understand they want to try something different, that's why I don't get mad about the Bears getting rid of Trubisky or anything else. But the running quarterbacks from Mayfield to Murray. Uh, to, to you know, Mahomes has spoiled everybody. Where everybody's supposed to be like him, mm-hmm. and you've seen a lot of pro teams now go basically more to college type running quarterbacks. And I'm still here to tell you, I believe in the pocket quarterback like yeah. Stafford, like Brady, like Garoppolo, and not Mayfield, and not Murray, and not Lance. Period. I, I just don't. And I think Mayfield and maybe Murray are going to have decent years. But I don't think the running quarterback, the way they run now, can go to the Super Bowl uh, term well, at, at a frequent uh, amount of times. The biggest, uh, to me, still the biggest worry is that you are at some point are going to take games and years off of your quarterback's Absolutely. career. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's so you do have to be and able to cut pass off from half the, the field when yeah. you decide to run early than you yeah. should because you're so good on your feet. I mean, but some of these quarterbacks, they look the same as they did in college. And I just think in the pro game, it's a tough haul all the way to go all the way on that. When we come back, we're going to talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. And uh, there are two Big Ten teams in action this weekend, including the Dublin Classic to kick off. They call it Week Zero, uh, but whatever. They kick off the college football season tomorrow with Nebraska and Northwestern. The line has come down there, too, by the way. There's money that's come in in the last 24 hours or so. On Pat Fitzgerald's Cats, we'll preview Northwestern's game. We'll preview Illinois at home in Champaign against a sneaky Wyoming team that won a bowl game last year and won seven games. So we're going to do all that. we got football games to talk about, folks. we got a lot still to do, including our best plays and ponies from Jim Miller. So don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. We're getting you set for the weekend. we got college football games to actually break down and talk about. We'll do that. We've talked to a little White Sox, some more baseball plays and some angles for tonight before we're done. But uh, it is that time now here on The Odds Couple that we talk to one of our favorite guests. He joins us each and every week to talk about what's hot over at PropSwap and the free PropSwap app. There's a ticket that is getting some national attention right now. Uh, Dave Purdom from ESPN wrote about it. The guys on VEASAN, uh, Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard, were talking about it. Uh, let's bring in one of the founding members of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. He is Luke Pergandy. Oh, Luke, this was a good idea. Hey, Mike. <laughs> How are you, buddy? That, hey, uh, buddy. There's an interesting ticket. A guy's got a four-way parlay, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Two legs have hit, right? And he needs Bengals and Braves to win their respective divisions. Is that the prop? 
Yes. Yeah, that's what's remaining. Um, you know, obviously with Deshaun Watson getting ruled out for 11 games, uh, that ticket improves in value because, of course, they'll be competing uh, with Cleveland. And then the only other team we really got to worry about, we imagine, is Baltimore. the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, one team went to the Super Bowl last year, one team did not. So um, it's a really interesting ticket. Then, of course, with the Braves to win their division, they're two back, you know, to – to the New York Mets and the New York Mets are five and five in their last 10. So, I mean, this, this is a super interesting ticket. He already cashed with Cam Smith to win the open. Uh, and he also cashed with an exact, uh, it was mm. warriors to beat the Celtics mm. in the NBA finals. Wow. Uh, he made that kind of late. So not, uh, a crazy long shot, but the biggest long shot on the ticket was Cam Smith to win the open. And that of course, cash. What, what's he, what, what will he take for it? I think he should sell it to be I honest. 10, 000, oh, isn't what, it what, what is he going to take? What will he take for it? Luke? Yeah, so he's got he added up for ten five, okay. yeah, and that's that's just about market value depending on where you look. So okay. it's a very fair price. Um, you know, it might be worth around eleven thousand depending on where you shop. Okay, uh, depending on what odds you use, but mm-hmm. that's about what it's worth at this point in time. So the the right now the Braves are about plus two hundred uh, to win the division, and then the Bengals are around plus one seventy. Um, so. It's an interesting ticket, you know, as we always – so he, this guy bet 100 bucks, right? He's in for $100 right now. Amazing. And, again, as we've always discussed, selling for ten grand, taking 3000 of that 10 Gs and just going to bet another parlay that's that it. would collect another 30000 like, that seems <laughs> – that seems like a no-lose proposition to me. Like, you, you got put the put the 7K in your pocket and then – just go make another $3,000 uh, parlay in the exact same outcome. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know what? I listened to last week's show a couple times, and then I decided to do a video, okay, mm-hmm. and to call out the people that are just, once again, not believing in the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. And I called out Paulie Howard, Mitch Moss, uh, Mike Lombardi. I also called out the other radio station. I called out AM1000. But you know who else I called out? I called out Prop Swap. I called out my guy, Luke Pergandi. I called out Carbon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, because that's what prop swaps made for. You just heard what Luke said. Oh, the only team you have to worry about is this team. I agree. You with don't that. have to worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm here to tell everybody you do have to worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the disrespect shown to the to a guy like Mitch Trubisky or Pickett. You know what? Yeah, it might be, be it might be Pickett. Well, could it be possible Pittsburgh's got three better quarterbacks and the Bears got one? That's my point. It there. could be possible, actually. It yes. could be actually <laughs> possible. So I'm just taxing people as far as prop swaps concerned. You saw what just happened with that one ticket. Like Luke says, put twenty on it, put thirty on it, on maybe Steelers winning the division. Ah, there you Steelers. go. That's all I'm saying. I don't think they're a team that's going to go. Two and fifteen. That's just my opinion. What do you guys? I don't think, think they'll go two and fifteen either. Mike Tomlin's way too good for that, He's regardless of who the quarterback is. Why are we? Doubting Everything them comes Luke? back to Mitch Trubisky. Always the oh. Mike. It all comes back to Mitch. <laughs> That's great. I love I'm it. On the, I'm going to fall on the sword again this year, guys. But if they get yeah, off to a look. good start, Mike's right. You could always sell that ticket. You that... can sell it if they're five and one. Oh, of course, two. absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Mike. I mean, look, like Deontay Johnson is an absolute uh, Michigan State guy. Chase Claypool is a freak. Like their dude, receivers dude, are good. About Pickens, they're, they're, they're talking about George Pickens has been phenomenal in camp. Pickens? The rookie wide receiver. We'll yeah, see what happens. Point. I just wanted to bring it up because I listen to the show. I love everybody. I only called out the people I respect. 
period, because there's a million of them. I mean, Adam Schefter, if if Trubisky throws an interception, even if they're 2-0, he's in trouble. Didn't we go through that already? You know what I mean? Yeah, so well. so yeah, Pittsburgh's not that dumb, guys. That's all I'm saying. Um, sure. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Big weekend. You got college football too now. And Mike yes. and I are going to preview some of the games, Luke. But good time to be maybe locking in any, you know, any semi-long shots or longer shots. And again, we always just encourage people: those don't have to win for you to cash because of prop swap. Like I really like Utah. I mean, Utah's toughest test uh, might be right out of the gate at Florida. They do have to go to Oregon late in the year. I shouldn't say their toughest test, but like if Utah passes. The week one test next week uh, on the road against Florida. I think the schedule sets up really favorably where Utah's going to win 10 or 11 games and maybe be in the national championship conversation talk. I mean, they're like 50 to one. Now's a good time to start looking at some of those tickets as the season is about to kick off, right? Yeah, they're they're even 80 to one time. You can find Utah Oof. at 80 to one. Wow. wow. Um, so, you know, I, I just, this literally happens every season. Every single season, everyone's like, well, long shots don't hit. I don't bet long shots. I'm like, guys, literally every sports season, every single year, one long shot gets really close. And again, with props off, they don't actually have to win the championship. Cincinnati Bengals last year, of course, 301. Yeah. And go to college football, Cincinnati, uh, University of Cincinnati, 150 to 1 preseason. Michigan, 50 to 1. Both of them go to the college football playoffs. Those tickets sold for a gigantic payout on PropSwap before they got dismantled. But that is the point, is that if you can find a long shot and one of these teams just gets into the CFP, you're making money. So who is it going to be this year? I agree, Kyle. I think grabbing Utah at 80-1 to 1 is interesting. Notre Dame at 60-1. to 1. We'll mm. see how you know, they got a big big week next week in, yes. in Columbus. Yes. Um, so, you know, hopefully they can, if, if they do lose that, can they claw back into the picture? We'll see. Obviously, um, this team is a very public team, and they typically get a nod versus other teams yep. which have the same record, fairly or not fairly. That's how it goes. Um, so, I agree. I mean, the long shots literally happen every year, so who is it going to be this year? There's going to be some team that's 50-1 to 1 or higher that's going to make it into the playoff. I'd be stunned if it doesn't happen. Isn't it crazy, though, that there's a bet out there that's like minus 360, guys, that uh, three of the teams in the Final Four are going to be Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama? Mm. I mean, I mm. mean, if we're looking for that big jump wow. or that big team, it's still going to be tough. It just looks like, guys, it's going to be business as usual yep. with the same power and the same the same type yep. of playoff scenario. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think no, you're I right. It's, it's certainly not going to be more than two teams that, that are long shots. I, I hear you, Mike. It's not a crazy thought. they got to blow up this 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 yep. structure of college football. It's a topic for another day, but I hear you, Mike. It's looking like it's going to be those three teams. We'll see if one of them falters. Usually Georgia, Bama, even Ohio State sometimes. They're good for one loss, but even with that one loss, they typically get into the CFP anyway. Yeah. Hey, Luke, uh, great stuff, buddy. Enjoy the weekend, and we will talk to you next Friday. Sounds good, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, bud. Okay, love it's our guy, Luke Pergandy, at Luke Pergandy on Instagram and on Twitter, and make sure you download the free I mean, Notre Dame's app. got Ohio State. Well, yeah, they got to go into the, the goal. Now, what right happens if they beat Ohio State? Wow. Well, that, then that money you put down on Ohio State being one of those teams, you're done. Yeah. But if they I, – I, boy, Notre Dame, if you lose to Ohio State and you don't lose it, and you lose in a bad manner, it's going to be tough to crawl back in. The one thing that always works in their advantage, I kind of agree with Luke. Is like there if, Notre Dame? Is there Notre Dame? And, like, and, if you, and you know, you, they don't have to worry about potentially getting tripped up in a conference championship game. And if they're a one-loss team because they're Notre Dame, they could get a nod. But, you know, it would put them behind the eight ball. But if they could rattle off – 
you know, if they could rip through the rest of the year, if they could not not get tripped up by a USC team that might be sneaky go with Lincoln Riley, like I guess that's they lost a good co- head coach. I just want to let everybody know yeah. that we may not like Brian Kelly, yeah, but I remember when he came here. And I, I thought, oh, the first couple of years, not that good. But he got them in the national picture, man, when they didn't have teams. I mean, they had one guy. I got some. I don't know what I'd be apologizing for. I still don't know what happened to Manti Teo. I still don't understand the whole thing. But I apologize if everybody's supposed to. I don't know what happened. But I'm telling you, he took on a team, Notre Dame, that wasn't supposed to be relevant. Yeah, he, they he, made it to the Final Four a few times. He made them consistent. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. You're now, not wrong is, about Is this that. guy just going to move in and everything? I guess they're getting some good recruits. But why wouldn't they? They're Notre Dame. They're Notre Dame. Yeah, they got yeah. to look. I mean, at Ohio State, they they will host BYU. BYU is a preseason top twenty-five yeah. team. They do host Clemson this year. Well, Clemson's a top ten team, and then the U, uh, USC game is uh, November twenty-sixth, Thanksgiving weekend at USC. So you know, a lot Notre of Dame's USC love out there because oh, yeah, of, of Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. I'm, yeah. Okay, you're not at Oklahoma anymore. Good luck to you. Yeah. Yep. But it's a whole different ball game when you go out there, and now. Pretty soon, these kids are going to have to come from California yep. to play in the Big Ten to go to Altoona yes, and right. play Penn State. That's a, that's going to be a hell of a trip. Yep, uh, we're going to preview Nebraska and Northwestern yes. and the Illini at home, kicking off the season tomorrow afternoon. We'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere, folks. We got football to talk about. Maybe a little more NFL, some more future wager stuff that we can get after as uh, as well before we're out of here. And then our best plays. So it's Carmen and Mike. We are cruising along. We're the Odds Couple, presented by. Pro- Swap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeValgo on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, getting you set for the weekend. We're the Odds Couple each and every week on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9 on ESPN 1000. And Saturday afternoon, we've got college football. The Dublin Classic in Ireland, it is Nebraska and Northwestern. Nebraska is about 11.5-point favorite. Yesterday, Nebraska was nearly a two-touchdown favorite, so some money in the last day or so has come in on the Northwestern Wildcats. Total in the game is 50.5. The Cornhuskers won the battle last year in Lincoln. This was probably their best game. Nebraska won 56-7, to just trucked uh, Pat Fitzgerald and the Cats, who were looking to bounce back, and they've kind of alternated year to year, like mm-hmm. good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Maybe this will be a good year for the Cats. Mike, we love Pat Fitzgerald here. We really do. Yep. I still have big questions uh, about that offense. Now they have maybe the best left tackle in the country, so they got that going for him. But Ryan Helinski, I guess, will be the starter. Pat Fitzgerald has decided to play it very close to the vest. I don't know that they've got a good option. Um, at, at quarterback, I don't know what to expect from this offense. I mean, it was an offense that was just absolutely atrocious a year ago, Mike. I saw the money line. I mean, to me, it, it, you know, it's huge. I mean, you, if you'd bet Nebraska and Northwestern was to come up with what looks like would be a miracle, mm. okay, then you're going to lose. You're going to lose a ton. But the bottom line is. The, the word I'm getting is the quarterback situation is not very good at Northwestern. Right. And that's the deal. You could have anything else you want. I don't care if it's NFL. I don't care if it's college. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback. I, you'll see the rest of the team break down eventually. It's the most important 
outside of maybe the catcher in baseball, the goaltender, and in, in, in you know, I, I, in I love playoffs. how everybody makes yeah. the quarterback the most important position. Do, try playing hockey without a goalie, a good goalie. <laughs> That's just me. Try try playing baseball with the umpire back there without a great catcher. You know what I'm saying? But but my deal is that I think Scott Frost is in his fifth year. Yeah. I love Scott Frost, by the way, as a player. I loved him. Uh, yeah, I thought he was I a great him. hire by Nebraska. It hasn't worked. Like I, mean, I think maybe now, but see, he's blown some games that they should have won. Uh, Martinez left. He yeah. never panned out like I thought he was going to be. Right. So, But I think you, if I was going to bet anything, I'd bet the money line on Nebraska. I mean, it's too easy. Pat's usually got the first game. He's usually prepared. But then you look at the score of last year's game. Oh, it was so lopsided. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think this is like kind of a do-or-die year for Scott Frost in Nebraska. It so is. I would think they come out looking to make a statement. They've yeah. got the Texas transfer, Casey Thompson. I wouldn't touch the game, Carl. I wouldn't either. The only thing. For, for everybody out there, don't touch the game. if you, if you, Unless you want to. You're watching TV. Put a little on it, but. Only thing I like, only thing I like a little bit in this game is the under fifty and a half. Like I said, Northwestern was one of the worst offenses in the country yeah. last year. They averaged just sixteen point six points per game. Um, they ranked one hundred and twenty fifth. They averaged just four point seven yards per play. That was one hundred and twenty first. Nebraska wasn't much better, mm-hmm. but if anything, I'd probably say maybe lean under a little. Nebraska was just three and four against the number as a favorite last That's year. Good. Um, and the cash it's about just, turnover, so yeah. like if they're short fields, that's where that number can be beat. But I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like to me that 50 points should be scored in this game. I don't Plus, think you so. took a long trip. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? It's not like you're playing in Evanston. Yeah, no, you know? you're right. Yeah, you went over out to Ireland, and, uh, you know, it, it should be an interesting game, but I'm not doing anything on it. Illinois is at home at Memorial Stadium, kicking off the season against uh, a Wyoming team that was uh, scrappy last year when yep. bowling. Uh, won seven games, won the Idaho Potato Bowl by beating Kent State last year. Now the Cowboys will uh, travel in, and they will face former Syracuse quarterback Tommy DeVito, who transferred into Illinois. Brett Bielema just a couple of days ago did officially name DeVito the starter He's for this game. Kid. Good kid. He's a DeVito. How could he He's not be a, a good kid? Uh, and his name's his first name's Tommy. Tommy DeVito. Let me ask you a question. That name sounds familiar to me. It does sound familiar. I, was it? that a good fellow's name? I think, it, I think yeah. that was. I think that I was think Joe that Pesci. Was, I think that was Joe Pesci. Tommy name. DeVito. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Illinois is an eleven-point favorite to uh, open up the year here. And uh, look, they you know they showed improvements under Bielema last year. I think they mm-hmm. won five games. I think for Bielema, this is a, a six-win you know go bowling season for the Illini. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to be rooting for him. I'd probably take Illinois on the money line if I was going to bet it. But once again, I'm baseball still, and I know that we're talking about this, and I could give you my opinion. But, like, they call it zero week for a reason. Right, week because zero. Because we have yeah. zero idea what's <laughs> going to happen. It's amazing. Right? Zero, yeah. We have zero idea what's going to happen. I've been hearing things in the press, but we are things in the press all the time. And then you hear the things that you heard in the press or read in the press, and then it's the opposite once the game starts. Yeah, I know. So we, I got to be careful. To, I'm making money with everybody on baseball. Like today, I with the bonus pick, this podcast, Randy, the commander, has been doing a great job. Randy Merkin getting it up by noon. We come on at 148. I'll probably have baseball I love uh, on, on the bonus pick with you and Yurko, too. Sounds good to me the only other game i wanted to mention because yeah. all all feels right in the world now that hawaii has timmy chang <laughs> timmy chang is back ladies and gentlemen timmy chang is uh if, you know for maybe some younger people if you don't remember about 20 years ago timmy chang took college football by storm yes, for a couple did. of years right i mean my and we used to stay up late and you'd bet oh, hawaii stay up late. <laughs> 
I mean, he he is uh, he's paid his dues. I mean, he's coached for a long time in that conference. He was the wide receivers coach for a lot of years uh, in Nevada. Timmy Chang is back at Hawaii, where 20 years ago he set all kinds of records. He's now the coach at Hawaii, and they need it after uh, the, the mm-hmm. disgraceful way Todd Graham was forced out Just of Hawaii. Horrible, horrible. They lost a lot of key players in the transfer portal because I of think it. they got six returning starters or it's, something. It's not a lot. They lost their leading passer, their leading rusher, and their leading receiver. But all feels right. Now that Timmy Chang is back, they're playing a, a, a Vanderbilt team that is I- itself trying to rebuild its image after hiring uh, Charlie Lee a year ago mm-hmm. and uh, not winning many games in the coach's first year. No. But um, Vanderbilt, they're worried about their resumes once they get out. Well, may, rightfully so, I guess. Yeah, but, uh, I mean it's it's the northwestern of the South. Vanderbilt is about a nine point favorite. I'm not sure Vanderbilt should be laying nine against anybody, to be quite honest. But uh, that's that's the late but game. But Hawaii for must be in bad shape. They're in bad shape. They are. And and uh, there's two guys that. Uh, uh, well, always. I should have pictures of them up in my office or something. One was Sonny Sixkiller mm-hmm. from Washington, and the other guy was Chang. This guy here, Chang, I mean, baby. he saved me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it hurt me. Sometimes it hurt. Yep. But uh, you know what? I'm 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 wishing him nothing but the best. Me too. Because he did pay his dues. Me can, too. Can I tell a quick funny story about Timmy Chang? Absolutely. I love funny we, stories we about Timmy Chang. We were at the Chang. Pro Bowl doing our show, Bob Berger, Bruce Murray, and myself, and we had we invited June Jones on, who was the head coach of oh, Hawaii. Oh yep. And off the air, we were talking beforehand, and and uh, they said, "Hey, how's your team look this year?" And he goes, "Hey, listen, I'm going to give you guys a little heads up. We got this new quarterback coming in, Timmy Chang." He goes. He is going to be unbelievable. No he's, kidding. He's going to break records this year. He goes. He's 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 a different player. And he was right. He was right. That's yeah. awesome. I would have never hired June Jones. No. Never. No. It's his first name. Change it to Johnny. You got a job. Johnny Jones. We, Johnny Jones. Who names their boy June? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Come on, June Lockhart, Lassie's mother, okay? There you go. June Allison, Jimmy Stewart's wife. June Jones, the head football coach, and whatever. And he's a hell of a coach. He just never well, hung around a head. long time. He never got the head coaching thing down completely. Though. Yeah. Uh, the note that we give like every year this time, week to week in the preseason for the NFL, if you're yep. going to bet this last uh, preseason weekend, we talked Bears and Browns a little bit, but the commanders are on the road at the Ravens. Ravens laying about a touchdown. You'll uh, maybe find six somewhere. Totals 39 and a half. But of course, people have probably heard us talk about it or they've read it in some places. Baltimore, after winning again last week at Arizona, has now ripped off 22 consecutive preseason wins. The last Ravens preseason loss came in September of 2015. If you can believe it, it's insane. So maybe you want to put a little bit on the Ravens. Yeah, money line. Although you're going to lay a price, but uh, there you How go. about if you bet every one of them? Hey, oh, my if God. If you bet Baltimore, I mean, doubled it every time. It's unbelievable. Right? It is remarkable. Well, I mean, and you don't get anything out of it no. except, except worldwide acclaim for winning preseason. It's just crazy. Right? Why is the streak going to end? Maybe Ron Rivera and the, the commanders break the streak this weekend. But who knows? All right, when we come back, our guy Jim Miller's got some ponies. We've got uh, best plays to give out for everybody as we enter the weekend. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. We always have the pleasure of getting some ponies, and he's done nothing but give out winners. 
He's one of the best uh, handicappers in the country, and he gives us some horses to wager on each and every week here on The Odds Couple. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim. Jim Miller! Jimmy! Jimmy, on your way to Ducoin, Illinois, lovely this time of year, right? Very lovely this time of year. The last of the state fairs, so there was racing that took place Friday night, and then Saturday afternoon, guys, check-in at noon, really good racing. The top Illinois-bred horses in the state are racing down in Ducoin. You can wager on the Club Hawthorne app. We're going to televise all the races and then uh, right back at it. Special racing at Hawthorne Sunday and Monday this week. Ooh. So a little bit of extra racing this weekend. But, yeah, it's a, a lot of traveling up and down the roads so, of Illinois. Are these are these the, the harness races or the, the thoroughbreds that are at the state fairs, Jimmy? Yeah, no, these are harness races. So okay. we just got done at Springfield, had a bunch of championship races there. And what they really do is they do a great job to promote these races. So these are nice, large purses. Two-year-old horses are going for $50,000, so you're going to see the top horses in the state nice. that are racing down here. We're getting ready for Night of Champions at Hawthorne, which is just a couple of weeks away. But this is this is kind of that preparation to get ready for Night of Champions and just kind of to showcase these horses to other parts of the state. You know what, Jimmy? I watch, uh, I was watching the news this morning. They had a, a lady out at the Traverse Stakes talking about that race. And yes, she brought up, and I'd never heard this. And I've been around, but I never heard this. That the Traverse Stakes now, if a horse wins that, and he won some of the Triple Crown events, because there is big strike is in there to begin with. That that's like the fourth leg now, or the quintuple Triple Crown. That's what people say. It's the fourth most important race. I didn't buy that. Is that true? You know what? It, they're they're kind of doing with the Travers like they do with with say the PGA Championship type of I thing, where you throw in that extra tournament to say, hey, this is part of really kind of a grand slam of tournaments type of mm-hmm. thing. And it really is this year for the Travers. And yeah. I say that because it's so rare that you see the Derby winner, the Derby second place finisher, the Derby third place yeah. finisher. Then you get the Preakness winner. Wow. Then you get the Haskell winner all in this race, guys. Mm-hmm. And think about it. We know Rich Strike was a monster price in the Kentucky Derby at 80 to 1. He's 10 to 1 in the morning line in this race. He's like the sixth choice in this field. So wow. that is how good this race is this year. I don't know if there's really a official fourth leg of the Triple Crown when it right. comes to the Travers, but they can bill it as that. Well, it's a better sure. it's really a better field than some of the the Triple Crown races were. I think it's better than the Preakness, better than the Belmont, and it's very comparable to the Derby because you get the Preakness winner in there as well who chose to skip the Kentucky Derby. So, yeah, this is a really good race. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, interesting little nugget. I like that. All right, Jimmy, what are we betting on this weekend then? Well, we're going to Saratoga. That's going to be one of our races, guys. There is grade one races up and down the card at Saratoga later today. So there's two horses we're going to bet to win and then one across the board. So starting race number eight at Saratoga, Bet the sixth horse, Jack Christopher, just to win. This horse turns back in distance and is at a perfect spot there. Then race 10 at Saratoga. This is the mile-and-a-half sword dancer on the turf. Bet the one, Adamo, across the board. This is a horse that improves with distance. And then, guys, race 11 at Saratoga is the Travers. I've said all along, Epicenter is the best three-year-old in the country. The six horses, Epicenter in this race, bet him just to win. It's a really good field, so maybe you get a little bit of value, too. All right, so three races at Saratoga tomorrow, including the Travers. We're going to bet race eight, the six horse, just to win. Race 10, the one horse, across the board, everybody. So win, place, and show. $2 bet will cost you 6 bucks. And then the Travers is race 11. The six horse is epicenter, and we're going to bet that horse to win. Is that right, Jimmy? Oh, that's right, guys. Really good race. Make sure you check it out on the Club Hawthorne app and make some money. Talk to you next weekend, pal. Thanks. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! Hey!
There he is, Jim Miller, the one and only at Hawthorne Jim Absolutely. on Twitter. All right, Mikey, so before we're out of here, what yeah. do we like for best plays for the weekend? Uh, you thinking baseball again? Absolutely. Let's uh, do baseball, it. I'm doing well on baseball. I had I was on with my barroom podcast yesterday. I did one and one. I I had Boston uh, minus the I mean plus the one and a half runs, so I did cover that, but I had the under in that game. So I went one and one, but I've been on fire here on this show. Uh look. Just listen to the show. You'll make your money. That's all we do here is win. Period. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't lead a horse to water. Right. Exactly. You got to You can, but it. you can't make a drink. That's it. <laughs> it was that's how. Yeah, there okay. you go. All right. Here we go. Uh, Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. This is. I'll tell you what. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies have been on fire. Thirty-two and twenty yeah. without Bryce Harper, but now he's coming back. Now he's coming back. Yeah. Now he's coming back. Um. I like the under to start off uh, tonight's game. It's uh, 6.05. Uh, you got Bailey Falter, 1-3, 4.40 ERA. Never heard of him. Against Bryce Wilson, 2-7, 5.74 ERA. He's a mop bucket. But I think uh, it will be one of those low-scoring games. That's how it came out to me. Okay. Uh, the 9 looks a little bit low. Okay. I'm taking the under 9 on the first one. Take I got a- one more pick after that, but you go ahead. I'll give one taking 9 in that game. I'm going to go out uh, I hate to do it actually cuz it doesn't uh, benefit the White Sox, but uh, I actually like Bieber and the Guardians as about a minus 105 favorite at the Mariners later tonight. It is Bieber versus Gilbert, so a pretty good matchup. Gilbert's been pretty solid against everybody not named the New York Yankees here, but Seattle's lost five of his last six starts. Two of those were against the Yankees. He had his brains beat in. He's got a 6-12 ERA in those starts. Meantime, Bieber, you're looking at a 162 ERA over his last five. I think the Guardians, after losing yesterday, will bounce back and is a minus 105 uh, play tonight on the money line. I'll go ahead and back the Guardians. I hate to do it because it screws the White Sox. I'll oh, screw the White I'll Sox. They've Cleveland. lost everybody. Man. I know. I'll go. You with know Cleveland. what? God bless them. I love the White Sox, but you got to show us you love us back. Yeah. No. Play kidding. hard. Exactly. Just play hard. That's all I ask. I, I can name you a hundred guys I saw play hard. Okay. You guys got to play hard. Bill Buckner mm. play, limped his whole career, mm. and I, you know, so just play hard. Here's what I got, guys. This is my second one. Oh, man, I'm on fire. My my hand just started on fire, and the pen's melting in my hand. Um. <laughs> I have. I know. They don't laugh at the pay window when we come up, though, do they, Carl? No. No. They never laugh. Okay. Detroit. Plus one and a half runs. You got uh, Tyler Alexander going against uh, Glenn Otto uh, for the Rangers. Now, I know Detroit. By the way, I mean, Detroit's just been deplorable. 12 and 30 in their last 42 games, and Mm. they've won three of their last four. Okay. Uh, But. Getting a run and a half at minus 145, that came out my strongest play. Okay. Take the run and a half and the Detroit Tigers. Believe me, I won it with uh, Boston yesterday, losing by one. I've had that neck with these run games. Play it, take it, minus 145. All right, I like it. Uh, real quick, too, how about a shout-out to the Sky? Rally to win against New York. Start the semifinals this weekend against the Connecticut Sun, who they swept in the regular season. Ooh. Went 4-0 straight up. All the games were close, though. You're looking at the Sky laying three and a half. Not a game uh, I'm giving out as a best play. But How I was liked... the Sky game you were at, by the oh, way? Oh, it was phenomenal. Two weeks ago I was there. So it was you great. and Danny there? Yeah, Danny and I were there with our daughters. It was nice. great. 
Um, I kind of like the Sky minus three and a half a little. Maybe a slight lean there. They're minus 176 on the money line. But good luck to the Sky. Game one is Sunday night. Again, all those games against Connecticut in the regular season were close. But after losing the opener against New York, I don't think they're going to make the same mistake in this series. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll come out and play well uh, Sunday night. I I love the way they play. I go back to the Chicago hustle back in the 80s. Mm. Uh, And I'll tell you this right now. I watched uh, a WNBA game, I think, last week. And the skill is so much better as far as deep depth of skill amongst the WNBA players than it ever was with any organized bas- uh, women's basketball league. So, you know what? I-, I buy what you're selling. It's an interesting game. They play fundamentally sound They basketball. do, and they play fast. I mean, I like that they, they play the fast. Pace. They shoot the ball good. Yeah. yeah. Fundamentally sound. I mean, they play the game the right way. It's just it's just a ladies' game, and it's always going to finish second to the men's, but it's good to watch those games. Uh, let's uh, Before we get out of here, we got, of course, we got to – what about Randy? There it is. Randy, what do we think? We got two this week. Let's go Wyoming and the points, which I guess is 12 and a half, 13 points against the Illini. All right, yep. they'll give you and 12. Then I like the Aces like minus five and a half against the Seattle Storm. Another WNBA game. Minus nice. five and a half. Yep. I like it. All right, good stuff. We gave out a lot there, everybody. Happy wagering. Thanks to Merck, as always. Thank you to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. We wish everyone a, a happy wagering weekend, and we'll see everybody again next week, Mike. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.